Welcome to the Science of Golf Performance. My name's Chris. I'm Alex. And I'm Bobby. And today we're going to be talking about overspeed training and how much of it do we actually need to do and should you be doing it? So, great question, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I feel like let's start there. Uh, like, well, maybe let's start, why do we even care? Like, why are we looking, why do we care about how much you do or if you should do it? Like, I don't know. I think it's starting with like the just your amateur golfer, right? They think speed, that's what I want. Overspeed training should help me get there because it's going to teach me to swing faster and I should do it all the time because that's how I'm going to get there, right? That's usually what we... And the testimonials we see on social, like so-and-so picked up, look at this guy, picked up 10 miles an hour yep. immediately. Like right. first session, you're going to pick up 15 yards, like whatever it may be, right? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's sexy. I mean, it's hard to dispute that. It looks good, that's for sure. So let's give a little bit of an introduction for those who might not be familiar for what exactly overspeed training is, right? Some people might be watching this going, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just want to increase my club head speed, right? So I can hit absolute tank shots out on the golf course. So a little bit of a background, right? So overspeed training is actually pretty popular in track and field. Um, and there's a lot of research being done in baseball, right? So throwing sports. Also in cricket. Yes, another throwing sport. There you go. Um, some research has certainly been and done. Team handball, actually. Okay, another I've throwing sport. The so. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, if anyone's wondering, if you're a handball player watching this, there is research on it. There you go. Um, but there's a little bit of research being done on golf, right? We're certainly part of that. We've done a couple of studies on it. But the idea behind it, right, is you know, you as a human can move so fast, right? And there's some tools that you can use to kind of take what well, we say the governor, right, off of your nervous system, right, your brain, your nerves all throughout your body to help you move even faster, right? So say you're, you know, you've been working hard, you've kind of hit a brick wall in terms of speed, you want to take that next step, hey, let's try something over speed. So track and field, right? Maybe they have someone run, like someone's holding, holding them back, right? And then all of a sudden I let go of that, and that person shoots out even faster than they were. They also have the one where it's you're connected to the person in front of you and they're running and it actually pulls you faster. Mm -hmm. So you're running behind them. And then they have the decline slope as well yep. that helps you accelerate a little bit more. Those are the two I'm familiar with. Right. And then baseball has like different weighted baseballs that you can throw, right? If I throw, you know, an eight ounce baseball and then I go to a three ounce baseball and then I go to the standard five ounce, you know, is that going to increase? how fast I can throw that ball. So well, I think it's important to like, even with all this research, mm -hmm. there's no conclusion, like conclusive, like what works. Like you talked yeah. about the decline. There's so much difference of opinions and what mm -hmm. grade percentage is actually ideal. Same thing with some studies in baseball say it works miraculously. Other people say it didn't really change anything. Right. Um, right. So it's, it's early on in the stages of, mm -hmm. of, of the research in there. And, um, so, yeah, I guess that's where that's kind of the landscape of where it's at is right. um, does it work? Yeah. Overspeed in the right when implemented with the right person at the right time, it can be absolutely magical. Right. Um, you know, I've had a guy who was the right situation. All mobility was great. We'll get into all these specifics. Power was right. like 95th, 99th percentile. Club head speed was like 102 when we started. In 15 minutes, he was swinging 120. You know, like people are probably going to call BS on that, but. Like that's in the right situation, it can be absolutely magical. Ten weeks later, he's swinging 125 like consistently. Right. Um, right. This guy was six seven, 
former Division One basketball player with a forty-inch vertical. <laughs> right. He went from he was, shouldn't be swinging one hundred and two, and he's thirty-three years old. He shouldn't be swinging one hundred and two when he starts, right. right, with no issues. But giving him the specific nervous system technique to transfer that to the golf swing, mm-hmm. like it changes guys' lives. Like, like just hit, hitting drop, hitting. Bombs. Well, I was going to say, like, we even have a, a call from him after he hit one. He was like, I, I couldn't still have even, that message saved. He was like, I couldn't even believe how far I hit this. Like, this was incredible. Like, that was awesome. But again, what we want to do that is look the at one it, in the thousand. Right. But that is what I think everybody sees on the social media feeds, mm-hmm. on the advertisements. There's so many speed companies out there now. Right. Speed is sexy, and golfers are, you, know, you are probably watching this, are a golfer. You will pay money for speed. Right. Um, so I think there's, I think we just got to be careful in our goal of this episode is to really kind of help you understand the truth of the science behind a lot of it. Right. So. And who is it going to be successful for? Why that's the case. Right. And then who it's not going to be successful for and what pitfalls or, you know, issues could you run into if you're the wrong person trying to use this technique? Um, you know, what kind of issues have we seen? Right happens when you know it kind of gets into the wrong hands so to speak right so we look at the you know the person off the bat we're not looking to give them over speed right away we're looking at what can they do right now what is their body capable of producing right now in terms of force and and speed already well i think this is like before you go buy any training aid like go to our website caleb can put a link in here it's a free home assessment it's going to assess all your rotary centers and it's going to give you the three power tests that have the highest correlation in clubhead speed. Take those tests, and then you're going to fall into one of three categories. Either you're going to be a ticking time bomb, which is going to be about 75% of you watching this. Uh, The other about 20% will be a balanced golfer. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're in the ticking time bomb category, overspeed training is not for you. It's probably going to hurt you. Um, I've had calls with, at this point, probably close to 75, almost 100 people. Or emails. I've mm-hmm. I've heard of two people dislocating their shoulder. One guy blew a disc, can't play golf anymore. Like, like knees. the list goes on. Yeah, knees, Hips. elbow issues, low backs. Right. These are people who do not have the ability to fully rotate, and they're dra- going to go as hard as they can. They are taking a Porsche and driving it into a freaking wall over and over again, and then surprised when they get hurt. So, so that's seventy five percent of you watching this. That is you. So um, you need to. I, I'm very passionate about this, if you can tell. <laughs> you, need to, you need to take that test uh, and see if you, if you fail any of those. And our research is showing, mm-hmm. so was it how many people over 50? What's the percentage? 75? It's Yeah, it's at least 65% plus are failing, failing multiple of right. those tests. 85 plus percent are failing one of the rotation tests. If you're over tests. 50. So if you're 50 or over, yep. like, you're probably going to fail one of those. So, um, and that's mostly the group that is looking to gain a lot of speed because right. you're starting right. to lose it. You're from when you were in your 30s or when you were younger. Um, so I'm, I got really excited there. So, <laughs> so yeah, so if you fail that test, um, if you are a ticking time bomb. I don't care what any of your power numbers say. You need to fix your mobility before you even think about overspeed training. And ticking time bomb, for the record, would mean? Yes. So, <laughs> which means, A, it means you may not actually have pain right now. And so that, I think that's why we call it ticking. <laughs> you could be someone who does have actual issues in, in which case but what a ticking time bomb is is you fail any of the, of the rotary centers and um or <laughs> right. so regardless of what your power numbers are if you fail any you are a ticking time bomb let's say you pass all you have great mobility all those rotary centers are fantastic mm-hmm. 
uh, when you get to the power part of that assessment, if you, let's say, so we have data on over 1,200 golfers now. We've got it broken down by basically by decade. Pretty like much 50 by to decade, 59, yeah. 60 to 69. Yeah. Uh, so we, and we've got, so you can see what percentile are you in terms of where your club speed is. So let's say you're 50th percentile and how fast you're swinging the golf club. Yep. Um, but then we look at your power numbers and your power numbers say you're in the fifth percentile. Okay. You're, you're swinging way up here. Right. Your speeds way, your speeds up here, your power's down here. This is most low handicap golfers over the age of 50. Yes. You're using technique and equipment is, are they efficient? You're able to get your speeds faster than physically what you're actually able to handle. Um, so longevity is an issue. So if that is you, you are a ticking time bomb. Do not do over speed training. Don't buy speed training aids. <laughs> There are other things that need to be addressed, like strengthening, <laughs> if mobility was an issue. Uh, we right. need to get you to where you actually athletically can produce that power and, sus and like support that speed that you're creating. Right. And it can even be like the one thing that you're really lacking. It, the overspeed training is just going to be the thing that crushes your gains right there. Like you could have like no thoracic mobility, but you're, you know, you're really strong. You have a good amount of power but you're very low on the mobility scale for that one center. Mm -hmm. You still shouldn't do it because you're still putting yourself at that risk for getting injured. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where, I think that's a great case of, you know, you go to like, how the heck are all these guys hitting it past me? I can, I'm so much stronger than them. And then we look at your mobility and mobility is garbage. Well, that's what's holding you back. Right. Get, fix the mobility and then all of a sudden, magically, maybe you don't even need overspeed training. You just needed... Right. To get mobile and boom, there's five, ten miles an hour we've Absolutely. seen in some cases. So. Yeah, and a little bit more degree of shoulder rotation, right? That helps you get deeper into your backswing. That helps you keep the club in a better position. That's going to help you swing better right there without doing, you know, hours and hours of more swinging than you're probably already doing, yeah. right? So and that's I think. So if you fail any of the mobility tests, I'm beating a dead horse here. Don't do overspeed training. <laughs> if you pass, we're going to assume for the rest of this conversation. Yep you watching this video, you passed all your mobility. If your speed is higher than your power, that's an injury gap that yep. exists. You do overspeed training and get your speed up, you just made your injury gap bigger. Mm -hmm. Good job, congratulations, you're probably gonna get hurt. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> no one selling, selling like overspeed training tools, no, they're not gonna tell you that. That's the truth, that's what we see. We look at it, we track, if you haven't seen other episodes, <laughs> he's a nerd, so am I. We track everything. Everything. And so everything. all of the, the injuries that we see, mm -hmm. and I shouldn't say all, that would be inaccurate. Most of the injuries that we see from overspeed training happen in these environmental conditions. Right. Now, if on the other side, your power numbers are up here, like, like Tom, who I was talking about earlier, yeah, and your speed numbers are down here, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably you're, something is not transferring on the golf side of things. Mm -hmm. And that's where overspeed training can be absolutely like, uh, you know, a magic pill to a degree. Like it's like the golden chalice for you. Right. Um, but it has to be that at the right, like it has to be in that position. That's literally like 5% of you watching this video. Yeah, and I think going a little, I mean, not too deep, but a little more into it too, it's like minimal effective dosage, right? You don't yes. want to be like, if you are that person, all right, you're gonna go start using the speed stick and swing it like I'm going to swing it 200 times a day. Like, just go crush that. You need more speed. Like, that's it, right? So wait, there's Type A golfers who will do more than what you recommend. <laughs> oh boy. So the next part of it would be going into well, how much should I be swinging it? You know, I can do. I can utilize over speed training because it would be beneficial to me according to where I fall on data scale and everything. So should I just go start doing all this over speed training? 
Well, so that's what we really looked at, right, is we wanted to do a comparison study to see, right, what was that minimum effective dose, right? Because not all of us have, you know, 10 hours a day to go swing a golf club, right? Well, I think when you look at the other research, too, you look at a sprinter, mm -hmm. like a full entire day sprint workout might be 10 like all oh, of, like I if would, that right it might be five right and you're gonna sprints. be and you're resting for you do a 10 second 100 meter I mean, you're resting for minutes right right and the so actual correct right right so in so in what instance so if that's how the elite of elite train in that sport their energy systems are the same as golfers like basically that was our question right like right. why are we swinging hundreds of times is that appropriate on top of any range work or any you know course work that you're doing already Which, do we want to add even more to that right? right one is that even going to be effective but two what's the littlest amount we can add that will be effective right, right? so we have kind of the full research report of everything that we looked at in our you know two six week eight week studies right um, that's definitely on our website. Chris has also compiled basically all of the overspeed research that's out there already if you want more information on what we've talked about today, right? But just kind of big bullet points, right? So we looked at, okay. I think the key is that's actual like, like randomized research, like, like research trial. Like, right. Like right. we're not including case studies. That is not research. Um, we're not including like, so there's a big difference. I just want to make sure that we're like people, I think there's in, out in the world, there's case studies that, are, oh, and people are using that to back cases. That is not right. research. No. That's, that's an N of one. That's terrible. <laughs> Don't use that. Right. So back on bullet points, Sorry. right? <laughs> so we wanted to look Minor at, we've got these different, you know, weighted sticks, right? We've got the full kind of three stick system, which is very popular, right? You might have different weighted ropes. You might have different weighted uh, band sticks. Like I've seen sticks with parachutes on them, right? So the idea is they're all creating different resistances, right? And we wanted to see, hey, you know, this is sports-specific training, we hope, right? We were trying to get you to swing faster by swinging faster. So what weight or what resistance is going to be the most beneficial for each golfer, right? And honestly, what we found is the closer you get to the actual task, better results you get, which I mean, in theory and, you know, hypothesize makes a lot of sense, right? So, you know, you can go look at exactly, you know, how many people we tested over what time frame, things like that, that you can look at. But that was really kind of the big bullet point of what we found is, you know, get something that is very similar to the club you're already swinging. Just do it with maximal intent with some smart rest breaks, and you're going to see improvement because we know this overspeed works. This is just, you know, maybe a more efficient way to get it done. But I think the cool thing findings from those studies and both of them was that, mm -hmm. you know, we, we studied a, a three stick system and we studied a singular stick. So mm -hmm. the singular stick um, was the middle stick of those two, which is about maybe six to 10 percent you know, lighter than an average driver, depending on how heavy your driver is. Right. Um, and basically what we found is statistically there was no difference in gains across both of those studies. And both of the, you know, across both studies, there was, I think, 39 golfers total that finished. Mm -hmm. um, both randomized trials, everything was controlled. Uh, at least five said you can read the research for yourself if you're a research guru and you want to pick it apart. Please do. Uh, that's how we're getting better. And right. we, by no means, are these studies the you know the end all be all. They're, they're, these are very initial studies. So, um, but I think that's the key point is that we found that one was not better than the other right. in terms of your gains are going to be statistically the same. Yeah. Um, 
And so I think that's the key. You can use either one. You can go high volume. Um, you can go low volume. So ours was 30 swings, you know, 10 at a time with a two minute rest break, two to three minute rest break in between. Mm -hmm. um, so five left, five right. So um, total. So, um, so I guess, I don't know. What, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. Basically, basically you can do 66% less work and you can statistically gain the same amount uh, from a result standpoint. Right. And then you have more energy and to go crush a workout or go go play and <laughs> instead of just swinging for hours on end. Well, I think one of the time. one of the coolest ones that we did was uh, I was at a demo at one a local club uh -huh. and I had two I had two people get up because someone was calling BS on me. I said, okay, get up here. I said, so I got, I got the two two guys up. I gave the one guy we tested him in the beginning. I gave him the three sticks. I gave the other guy the one stick and I said, all right, you're going to do this protocol. You're going to do this protocol. So the one guy did a hundred, you know, the hundred, uh, and then the other guy did ours. And so he, the guy did his 10 and then he's I'm like, all right, rest. That's my watch on. He's sitting there for like two, three minutes. He's like awkwardly uncomfortable. The other guy's like out of breath. <laughs> he's going. <laughs> so the guy finished. So they both, fin so the guy who rests like two minutes at a time, he ends up finishing first. Right. So we're waiting for the other guy to finish. So like, all, right, all right, take two minutes, catch your breath, get a drink of water. They came back and retested, and they both went up the exact same amount. It was pretty cool. Like you couldn't have planned it. They both went up. I think it was three or four miles an hour um, relative to where they had started. Yeah. And then yeah, I looked at both the guys. I said, "So, uh, which guy would you rather be?" You know, the people in the audience were like, uh, "The guy not dying." <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're using this in the, you know, because when you prescribe this, maybe you do it before a workout for a little. Uh, like neural stimulus before you go do your strength work or something like that for your workout. Um, you know, you're putting yourself at less risk for injury and ruining your strength workout because yeah. you know you've done more the minimal effective dose and uh, your nervous system's ready to fire, ready to go, and you haven't tanked and you're not dying. So I think it's prescribing it and it would be better at the beginning of workout with a minimal effective dose. Yeah, sure. well, that's the goal of the beginning of workout is it's, that's where you do all your power work is the beginning of the workout. You don't want to do cardio before you go try to do your strength workout. That's not going to yeah, benefit you. So uh, I think that's the other way where it becomes very integratable into your actual strength conditioning program, you know, where you can actually just, you can do it all in one, all in one hit, which makes it actually long-term, uh, you know, it's sustainable. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a big key. So. So I know we talked a ton about everything on here, right? Yeah, I think it's important that we do talk about this because this is stuff that I think is a very hot topic. Mm -hmm. And I think it needs to be made really, really clear that overspeed training is not for everybody. There is a very select few golfers where it's appropriate. And when it is appropriate, it can be absolutely awesome. We're huge fans of it. Yep. There's no difference statistically between what protocol you want to do. The most important thing to take away from this is that you can get the same results doing less, but most importantly, like most, most, most importantly, 80% of you, 75, 80% of you watching this should not be doing overspeed training right now. You should be working on mobility or, and, or working on getting your strength levels up enough where you can actually support where overspeed training would be helpful for you. Um, I can't, as physical therapists, people who see, you know, I'm, I'm, people call me from around the country and kind of, hey, what should I do in this situation? Uh, because of the platform that we do have, there, people are getting hurt because you're doing this when you shouldn't be. So please go take the free assessment. It's totally free, no strings attached. Just please take the assessment. If you shouldn't be doing this, please don't do it. Um, if you should, definitely by all means, go ahead and do it. It's gonna be awesome for you. But uh, if you have any questions, by all means, let us know. 
Um, and hopefully you found this helpful. If you have friends who uh, are curious about picking up speed, uh, you know, share this with them. Because hopefully this is educational and you know, this is be you know be helpful for them. Yep. So awesome. awesome. We'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks so much.